0: Ah, hey there, Casey. Hi. How you doing? I'm here. I know you are. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you. Uh, So today we're getting back to more of story instead of like God being some kind of little goth boy. Uh, and, you know, basically being the weird kid in the classroom that is like all dark eyeliner being like, I will kill you all.
1: Well, I mean, he kind of does the whole goth emo thing with the song he writes this week.
0: Oh, see, I haven't heard the song. So yeah. apparently he he did his own rendition of Highway to Heaven or, or uh, Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> yeah. I, I mixed, Highway to Hell. <laughs> I mixed Highway to Hell with Stairway to Heaven if you couldn't tell. Uh, but okay, so today's storyline, though, is going to cover the transfer of leadership from Moses to Joshua. This is Deuteronomy 31 and 32, if you're, uh, keeping track. Um, so it first starts out with Moses being an old fuck. He's incontinent at 120 years old. Um, but he tells the people to have courage because God ain't all that bad, while God really is all that bad. Then Moses has to re-encourage Joshua with lies, of course. And then Moses shits himself and dies. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know why that's funny. The man died at 120. He shits himself and he dies... No. Uh, after he transfers power to uh, d- uh, Joshua there, um, but but before he shits himself and he dies, God predicts easy shit to predict. Like, oh, the Israelites are still gonna struggle with you know adhering to his really weird strict ass laws. Uh, and then he uh, he does this whole song that he requires them to memorize just so he can shove it up their ass later. Um, and then Moses has to present it American idol style to the uh, Israelites, but it's kind of reverse because the Israelites are like, Oh, this is important. And Moses is like, yes, this is important. You should memorize this shit and know it and do it every single fucking day. And so that's pretty much the story of today. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, it is.
1: Mm, Moses doesn't die today.
0: He shits himself and he dies. No,
1: he doesn't. He shits himself and dies next week.
0: Oh fuck! Yeah. What's up, heathens? How, how y'all, y'all doing? doing? Uh, so how you doing today, there, Casey? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Just dropped off the boy, so, you know, we're going to have a nice night to ourselves. We're Mm -hmm. recording this early, by the way. Um, So, uh, yeah, today we're going over Moses transferring his power to Joshua. I'm guessing it's anally, but we're going (laughs) to figure it out.
1: It's not anally.
0: Well, you don't know. I mean, God God naked wrestled Jacob in the desert and renamed his ass Israel. So don't tell me there wasn't no butt fucking going on there. There's gonna be butt fucking going on here. I can guarantee it. Probably during the song. It's like you gotta be butt fucking them while you sing the song. Otherwise, you're going to hell.
1: That just seems like it wouldn't be like useful. Like, how do you sing a song while you're getting like? I don't understand. Only the
0: talented get into heaven.
1: Right. Okay.
0: So, you just see Jesus up there being like, hey, did you butt fuck him while you sang that goddamn song? <laughs> <laughs> sure, Jesus. I can tell a liar when I see him. <laughs>
1: okay, so we're going to start off today in Deuteronomy chapter 31. We're going to go through 31 and 32. But um, basically at this point in the story, it is time for Moses to step down and transfer leadership to Joshua because – He did some shit that pissed God off back in the desert and God was like, fuck you. You're not getting to the land of milk and honey. So.
0: Well, also, it's kind of hard to like, you know, make threatening statements while you're pissing and shooting yourself. Well, he's he's old because he's old. He's 120 years old. You're going to tell me that guy doesn't wear a diaper. They didn't have diapers. Uh, Well, I mean, I'm not talking about like the disposable kind. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about the rewashable kind, you know, like underwear. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it would be underwear now, but I mean, I like mean, a little bit thicker. I
1: feel like it would be more useful at that time because they all wore dresses or robes or whatever just to like leave it open, just pull the dress up a little bit and squat.
0: Yeah, probably. But that, that I mean, uh, Why are how are you talking about this? I don't know. <laughs> Let's go ahead with, with – okay, so he's pissing shitting himself. He's got transfer power. That is
1: not part of the story. Anyway.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Moses uh, – Deuteronomy 31. Moses went out and spoke to these words to all Israel. I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua will also cross ahead of you, as the Lord has said, and the Lord will do them what to, will do to them what he did to Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all that I have commanded to you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure. I would also like to point out. I don't mean to play a numerology game with this, but he lived to be 120. Yeah, which is three 40 year periods. Right. Well, I mean, there's the magical number of three. Then there's the magical number of 40. And so I don't, I don't it's know. He spent a just, third
1: of his life in the desert.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the, uh, it, I mean, if you think about it, uh, with the times the, like the lifespans up until this, I mean, he's actually. I mean, he's he's living young. Yeah. Compare because like Noah was like what six hundred when he had to build an ark. Yeah, he was really old when he started the ark. So Noah could build an ark at six hundred, but fucking Moses can't fucking lead people at one twenty.
1: But to be fair, Noah came a long time before Moses, and if you recall, in the beginning, they uh, people were immortal, right? And original sin, what what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden made people mortal and the the closer to eden you get the longer the lifespans were so as time goes on lifespans get shorter and shorter and shorter supposedly
0: even though yeah but there's no explanation as to why like even biblically there's no explanation as to why this happens no
1: because it seems like if if god's like okay well this is what i want your lifespan to be that's just how he would make it So, I I don't know. I guess because the further back you get, the more fantastical the stories can be because there's no fucking evidence for anything at all. True. Okay. So... Moses encourages Joshua, Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their forefathers to give them and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and I will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged.
0: Well, no, do not be afraid. Like, no, you should definitely be afraid of the emo kid in the sky that's ready to fucking kill <laughs> you if, if you disobey him. I mean, don't be afraid of this fuck. No, definitely be afraid of him. And he won't forsake you? Fuck that. He will forsake you at the drop of a hat. Yeah. You do one thing wrong, masturbate in the corner while thinking about the woman next door. He will forsake the fuck out of you. The man next door. Or the man next door. doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> All right. So the Lord said to Moses, now the day of your death is near. Call Joshua and present yourselves at the tent of the meeting where I will commission him. So Moses and Joshua came and presented themselves at the tent of the meeting. Then the Lord appeared at the tent in a pillar of cloud, and the cloud stood over the entrance of the tent. The Lord gave this command to Joshua, son of Nun. Be strong and courageous for you will bring the Israelites into the land I promised them on oath and myself and I myself will be with you.
0: I can't help but to think whenever they say present yourself at the house of the Lord I feel like there's like a little podium that's about dick height. And then you, they you just open, you open it rubs. up and then they, f- they flop their big old dicks out on the, <laughs> out on the little platform. And it's like, you got to present yourself, Joshua. We got to know you have a big dick. Okay. <laughs> God.
1: Okay. So they also have to know it's been circumcised.
0: Oh, that's a good point. That mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that's what they actually mean. It's like, we got to make sure that you're actually Jewish before you inherit shit. Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, so continuing on in Deuteronomy 31, uh, basically God foresees that the Israelite people are going to be unfaithful to him. All right? The Lord said to Moses, You are going to rest with your fathers, and these people will soon prostitute themselves to the foreign gods of the land they are entering. They will forsake me and break the covenant I made with them. On that day I will become angry with them and forsake them. So just a few verses ago – Moses is telling the people and Joshua that God will never forsake you. And then right here, just a few verses later, God is saying, hey, they're going to fuck up and I'm going to forsake them.
0: Yeah, you gotta love that about God. I mean, it's basically like a Miss Cleo or a Zodiac sign reading. I mean, at this point, you know, they're going to fuck up. Everybody fucks up. At some point, they're going to be like, you know, this God ain't around. He ain't doing shit no more. And then, of course, they're going to bend over and take the big, um, uh, what's the other ball dick? They're going to take some ball dick up their ass. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, this is just something that, that you could, like, you don't even have to be psychic. You'd be like, oh, yeah, they're going to fuck up. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I also like how apparently God never lies, right? He's not the father of lies, but yet at the same time, he tells lies to the Israelites. Yeah. Y- you know who I think the father of lies is? Who? Fucking Yahweh.
1: <laughs> okay, so He continues.
0: I thought thought of the, you sit on a throne of lies.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So he says, on that day I will become angry with them and I will forsake them. I will hide my face from them and they will be destroyed. Many disasters and difficulties will come upon them and on this day they will ask... Have not these disasters come upon us because our God is not with us? And I will certainly hide my face on that day because of all their wickedness in turning to other gods. So he's like super jealous. Of course, he admits he's a jealous god.
0: I feel like he's gonna hide his face because he doesn't want to see him. They don't want the. He doesn't want the Israelites to see him cry. It's like they can't <laughs> see their God cry. <laughs> you took that ball, Dick.
1: <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't seem like much of a crier.
0: I don't know he's hiding his face. who the fuck hides his face? I mean, I get yeah, that it's he's probably mad
1: he's
0: <laughs> mad it's it's symbolic. I get that it's symbolic, but I mean that's just a weird way to to symbolically do anything. It's like I'm gonna hide my face. oh, why because you're crying bitch tears
1: <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so um. Continuing, now write down for yourselves this song and teach it to the Israelites. He's God's talking to Moses here, okay? And have them sing it so that it may be a witness for me against them. When I have brought them into the land flowing with milk and honey, the land I promised on oath to their forefathers, and when they eat their fill and thrive... They will turn to other gods and worship them, rejecting me and breaking my covenant. And when many disasters and difficulties come upon them, this song will testify against them, because it will not be forgotten by their descendants. I know what they are disposed to do. Even before I bring them in the land, I promise them on an oath. So Moses wrote down the song that day and taught it to the Israelites. We're not there yet.
0: (laughs) Fuck! I'm, I'm ready with <laughs> my
1: uke. He got
0: his ukulele. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So uh, let's let's take a second and talk okay. about this whole this whole thing here. Okay. Because uh, basically, it's like, all right, I need you to memorize this song, write it down, and everything like that, scribble it out like a three year old, you blind bat, and. Um, <laughs> Well, do this so that I can shove it in their face uh, later. Yep. I mean, th- this is, th- I mean, this is, this is doing something just so that you can rub the shit in their face. Yeah, you know, and and make them feel like shit. It's like, oh, you knew we were going to do this. Oh, praise the Lord God. And oh, yeah. then, of he's, course,
1: he's a spiteful, vindictive son of a
0: bitch. Oh, man. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's setting them up to fail, basically. Yes. Is- I mean, first of all, you could tell them, hey, I know that you're going to fuck up, but I'm still not going to forsake you. That's a merciful God. But a vengeful, wrathful God, completely different than what we're told.
1: Yeah. Okay, so after Moses finished writing in the book the words of the law from beginning to end, he gave this command to the Levites who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Take this book of law and place it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God. There it will remain as a witness against you. So, again, a witness against the Israelites. Here's the laws. You know them. You have them. If you don't follow them, you've done fucked up and everything that happens to you is because you fucked up. Yep. Basically, you can't claim ignorance. Here's the law.
0: Yep. Here it is, motherfuckers. You don't follow it. You're fucked. Yeah.
1: Uh, so Moses calls for an assembly and says, For I know how rebellious and stiff necked you are. If you have been rebellious against the Lord while I am still alive and with you, how much more will you rebel after I die? Assemble before me all the elders of your tribes and all your officials so that I can speak these words in their hearing and call heaven and earth to testify against them. For I know that after my death you are sure to become utterly corrupt and turn away from the way I have commanded you. In days to come disaster will fall upon you because you will do evil in the sight of the Lord and provoke him to anger by what your hands have made."
0: Maybe God should do some shit to not provoke them to do it, like maybe He should keep reminding them like by actually doing some shit like I don't know I don't know make a make a lamb grow a vine out of its ass or something <laughs> I don't know
1: i don't I don't know if that would that would mean there could be a natural explanation for that
0: uh jathiah- M- matthias did you plant the seed in the ass of the lamb? yes, I did. Uh. Oh, okay. Good. That's why the vine's growing out the ass. I yep. got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the seed was on my dick when I fucked it. Um, <clears throat> so, okay. So Moses presents the song. Moses recited the words of this song from beginning to end in the hearing of the whole assembly of Israel. <clears throat> you please. I will not be singing. Just so you know, I'm going to be. Reading, and GE will be playing some light ukulele in the background and cutting in whenever he sees fit. You ready?
0: Yes, my lady. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Listen, oh heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words of my mouth, let my teaching fall like rain, and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. I will proclaim the name of the Lord, O praise the greatness of our God. He is the rock, his works are perfect, and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright, as just is he." That's insane. He's perfect. That's what this says. He's
0: perfect. Of course he's perfect, honey. Why would he not be perfect?
1: All his ways are just and he does no wrong.
0: Yeah, well, this is the whole, like, Mm -hmm. this is one of the particular things where Christians get this whole idea that God can't be questioned. But this is also a very dangerous concept in Christianity because if you can't if you can't question the authority, then those that speak for the authority can speak with the same authority as the the omniscient being that they claim to be
1: speaking interpreting for. or speaking yeah.
0: for. There's no way to know who is actually speaking for this God or who is just spouting whatever they want. Yep. And, and to be fair – they're always spouting whatever they fucking want. It's well, yeah. never from an omniscient god.
1: <laughs> but if if you even give them if you even give it to them that there is a god, there's still no way to tell the difference because you're not allowed to question.
0: Uh, well, of course not, honey. Why why would you want to question this <laughs> merciful, all-powerful fucktard? All perfect,
1: just faithful god who does no wrong.
0: Does no wrong.
1: All right. Does no wrong. Back to the light, light strumming here, light strumming. They have acted corruptly towards him. To their shame, they are no longer his children, but a warped and crooked generation. Is this the way you repay the Lord, O oh, foolish and unwise people? Is he not your father, your Creator, who made you and formed you? Remember the days of old, consider the generations long past, ask your father and he will tell you your elders and they will explain to you when the most high gave the nations their inheritance. When he divided all mankind, he set up boundaries for the peoples according to the number of the sons of Israel for the Lord's portion of his people, Jacob, his allotted inheritance in a desert land. He found him. In a barren and howling waste, he shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them on his pinions. The Lord alone led him. No foreign god was with him. But this, when they were wandering in the desert, like, that's when he fucking lit people on fire and opened up the sarlacc pit and swallowed people whole and, I mean, he did all kinds of crazy shit to the people of Israel.
0: God is good. All right, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, it's Cuba. laughs>
1: He made him ride on the heights of the land and fed him with the fruit of the fields. He nourished him with honey from the rock and with oil from the flinty crag, with curds and milk from the herd and flock, and with fattened lambs and goats, with choice rams of Bashan, and the finest kernels of wheat, you drank the foaming blood of the grape.
0: What the fuck? Whoa, 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 whoa. If grapes are bleeding, you're not on fucking Earth, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that right now. I don't know I don't know how much DMT you took in order to get to whatever planet you're on. But D- Grapes don't bleed, all right?
1: And before we start going to have to explain this. The next thing I'm going to say is the word Jeshurin. And I don't know if you've ever heard that, but Jeshurin means the upright one, which is also another term for Israel.
0: Oh, the up- well, I figured you might have meant like the upright one, the dick.
1: No. Israel,
0: maybe Israel's a dick. He kind of seems like Israel is kind of a dick. <laughs> okay,
1: continue. Okay. Jeshurun grew fat and kicked, filled with food. He became heavy and sleek. He abandoned the God who made him and rejected his the Rock, his Savior. The Rock, the Rock is his Savior. I, I mean, I can get along with that. <laughs> They made him jealous.
0: Hold on, hold on. Do you smell what the rock is cooking?
1: Okay. I don't know, but he better cook dinner because I'm hungry.
0: I am a little hungry, too.
1: Yeah, okay. They made him jealous with their foreign gods and angered him with their detestable idols. They sacrificed to demons, which are not God. Gods they had not known. Gods that recently appeared. Gods your fathers did not fear. You deserted the rock who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. The Lord saw this and rejected them because he was angered by his sons and daughters. I will hide my face from them, he said, and see what their end will be, for they are a perverse generation, children who are unfaithful. They made me jealous by what is no God and angered me with their worthless idols. I will make them envious by those who are not a people. I will... (laughs) That's an interesting note. I know. I will make them envious by those who are not a people. I will make them angry by a nation that has no understanding. For a fire that has been kindled by my wrath, one that burns to the realm of the death below. It will devour the earth and its harvests and set afire the foundations of the mountains. This is a really crazy-ass fucking song.
0: I think if we put it to like a metal kind of thing, I think it might be okay.
1: Yeah. (laughs) the uke doesn't go along with the words, you know, I agree. I will heap calamities upon them and spend my arrows against them. I will send wasting famine against them, consuming pestilence and deadly plague. I will send against them the fangs of wild beasts, the venom of vipers that glide in the dust in the street. The sword will make them childless in their homes, terror will reign. Young men and young women will perish, infants and gray-haired men. I said I would scatter them and blot out their memory from mankind, but I dreaded the taunt of the enemy, lest the adversary misunderstand and say, our hand has triumphed, the Lord has not done all this. They are a nation without sense. This is no discernment in them. If, they only, if only they were wise and would understand this and discern what their end will be. How could one man chase a thousand or two, put ten thousand to flight unless their rock had sold them, unless the Lord had given them up? For their rock is not like our rock, even our enemies concede. Their vine comes from the vine of Sodom and their fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are filled with poison and their clusters with bitterness." Their wine is the venom of serpents, the deadly poison of cobras. Have I not kept this in reserve and sealed it in my vaults? It is mine to avenge. I will repay. In due time their foot will slip. Their day of disaster is near and their doom rushes upon them. The Lord will judge his people and have compassion on his servants when he sees their strength is gone and no one is left slave or free. He will say, Now, where are their gods? The rock they took refuge in, the gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings. Let them rise up to help you, let them give you shelter. See, now that I myself am he, there is no god besides me. I put to death and I bring to life. I have wounded and I will heal. And no one can deliver out of my hand. I lift my hand to heaven and declare, As surely as I live forever when I sharpen my flashing sword, and my hand grasps it in judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, while my sword devours flesh. The blood of the slain and the captives, the heads of the enemy leaders— Rejoice, O nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his enemies, and he will make atonement for his land
0: and people. That's it. He will make atonement for his people. He will fuck you up. Don't fuck with God. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's the whole thing. He's like, all right, well, so we're getting ready to go into this land. And uh, God's not going to forsake you, but here, learn the words of this song that describe exactly how he's going to forsake you um, and kill your kids don't, don't and read, fuck you up. Don't
0: read too much into it, guys. I mean, this is just a lot of boilerplate shit, so, I mean, don't really think that you're actually going to, like, get your kids killed or something like that. I mean, you just bluffing. don't worry about it.
1: It's the small print, right?
0: That fine print always fucks you up on things.
1: Yep. Okay. So, Moses came with Joshua, the son of Nun, and spoke all the words of the song in the hearing of the people. When Moses finished reciting all these words to Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words I have solemnly declared to you this day, so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. They are not just idle words for you, they are your life. By them you will live long in the land you are crossing in the Jordan to possess."
0: I almost thought it was going to go with live long and prosper.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting because, you know, they say he's saying that this is certainly going to happen. Right. For sure. Yep. like This is their future. But it's like there's no way to change it. But they have to follow everything. But they're not going to follow everything. So what's the fucking point of this?
0: Yeah, um, I think the entire point is so that he can guilt trip him later and explain to him like, oh, no, Susie died because you fucked up. I warned (laughs) you about it 200 years ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's where we end this week. So you're welcome for the really super chipper happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like we got another song to do next week. So more you next week. I'll have to learn more chords.
1: Well, this is uh the ba- basically next week um God summons Moses before death and Moses has to bless all of the tribes. So these each of these that you see in the book these sections these are the blessings about each of the tribes. And then uh we're going to have Moses's death and burial. So that comes next week.
0: Oh, that's when he shuts himself and dies. Yep nice i love moses shitting himself and dying (laughs) why i don't know he's kind of a dick isn't he
1: you know i had some idiot on a fucking stream the other day that was like i don't know that said something about how moses was a real figure in history
0: oh that's a history.net fuck right
1: oh i don't know who it was it was just some idiot
0: oh okay I would say that even, you know, I'm a mythicist, uh, and by being that, I go against the consensus. But I do agree with the consensus on uh, Moses and Abraham and Noah and all them not existing.
1: Well, so it's kind of like how religion has gone throughout history. People believe that gods we now know, that that it's commonly accepted, are mythical. People believed in them before, and now it's known that they're mythical, right? And so – in the Bible, people, the consensus in history was that Abraham, Moses, Noah, all these people actually existed. Yeah. And that was the consensus. And now the consensus has changed because there's no evidence to support those things. And when, the, when the consensus changes, it is a gradual process, generally speaking. And it, it takes a lot of time for people's minds to change on those kinds of things because people do hold them so dearly. So Jesus mythicism is no different than the rest of it. And it's it's just that's the next thing. And in the future, people will look back on it in exactly the same way as they look back on Moses and everything else and know that these people are not real in history.
0: Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, and actually, a fun fact here right before we go um. Did you know that there was a study done on how our views changed about the early Israelites, like how the Israelites formed and all of that, all the way through Joshua, like conquering nations and whatnot? Right. Uh huh. Uh. Interestingly enough, the idea of where the Israelites came from changed. Like, if you if you plot the changes of the theory, uh huh, it follows a Bayesian analysis of of the theories. Right. And there, there was a guy that did a study on it, and apparently historians have been using Bayesian analysis in history. I mean, for a while, yeah. And a, a lot, a lot of historicists uh, don't want to admit that. Like they, they don't want to admit that Bayes theorem is a is a prime component of how you come to find events in history to be more probable than not yeah uh and so uh, i don't know why they're so adverse to it like i don't know it logically makes sense to me uh it's just now it has a name
1: but so here's the deal it's kind of hard logically it makes sense and people are able generally speaking to look at things that are logical when those things don't matter to them and they don't care about them but when it comes to something like jesus most historians are not atheists, right? Most historians would be religious people.
0: Right. Right. And, and I mean, the atheists that, that do believe that Jesus existed in history, they're using methods and method and, and reasons developed by Christians that, um, you know, who have a bias towards, you know, Jesus existing in history. Um, and it, it's just, it's amazing to see, um, you know how fellow atheists can fall into those ideas. But I well, mean, that's just me.
1: Well, it's what I was trying to, what I was trying to get at is it's a major conflict for them personally. Right. So even, yeah. even professionally as a historian, it, it, they personally, can they really be the part, the person that comes out and says like, uh no, Jesus wasn't a person in history. I mean, that would destroy. I mean, it, They have to have faith, right? So, I mean, like, it's just so much in conflict with what they would believe personally that I don't see how they possibly could come out and say that and be objective about it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't either. But anyways, heathens, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to help support these episodes, please go to patreon.com, Godless Engineer, and uh, pledge some money. We have a uh, pre-show that we post for patrons only, so if you want to catch that, then please uh, pledge to Patreon.
1: You know, we should say that at the beginning of the episode, so people know, hey, the pre-show is...
0: Well, yeah, but the only people we care about make it to the end. Isn't that right, guys? <laughs> Thanks for making it to the end. Yes, thank you for making it to the end. We appreciate it. We should start saying it at the beginning, though. We should. But um, I'm just now remembering it, so that's why it's here. (laughs) But uh, anyway, heathens, uh, I hope you have a great and awesome day.
1: Don't forget to stand up and use your voice.
0: We'll see you heathens later.
1: Bye, y'all.